That staff is when he'd won the fart lighting championship with a four-inch burner that sends the hairs off his ass, and the gang awarded him a pair of colored boxing shorts, brown and yellow ones, so he could wear them without having to change them too often. So there they were, Leonard and Fardo, parked outside the Dairy Queen, leaning on the hood of Leonard's Impala, sipping Coke and whiskey, feeling bored and blue and horny, looking at a dead dog, and having nothing to do but go to a show with a nigger starring in it. Which, to be up front, wouldn't have been so bad if they'd had dates. Dates can make up for a lot of sins, or help make a few good ones, depending on one's outlook. But the night was criminal. Dates they didn't have, worse yet, wasn't a girl in the entire high school would date them. Not even Mary Lou Flowers, and she had some kind of disease. All this nag Leonard something awful. He could see what the problem was with Fardo. He was ugly. Had the kind of face that attracted flies. And though being fart lighting champion of Mud Creek had a certain prestige among the gang, it lacked a certain something when it came to charming the gals. But for the life of him, Leonard couldn't figure his own problem. He was handsome, had some good clothes, and his car ran good when he didn't buy that old cheap gas. He even had a few bucks in his jeans from breaking into Washeteria's. Yet his right arm had damn near grown to the size of his thigh from all the whacking off he did. Last time he'd been out with a girl had been a month ago, and as he'd been out with her along with nine other guys, he wasn't rightly sure he could call that a date. He wondered about it so much he'd ask Fardo if he thought it qualified as a date. Fardo, who had been fifth in line, said he didn't think so, but if Leonard wanted to call it one, it wasn't no skin off his dick. But Leonard didn't want to call it a date. It just didn't have the feel of one, lacked that something special. There was no romance to it. True, Big Red had called him Honey when he put the mule in the barn, but she called everyone Honey, except Stoney. Stoney was possum sweets, and he was the one who talked her into wearing the grocery bag with a mouth and eye holes. Stoney was like that. He could sweet talk the camel out from under a sand nigger. When he got through chatting Big Red down, she was plum proud to wear that bag. When finally it came his turn to do Big Red, Leonard had let her take the bag off as a gesture of goodwill. That was a mistake. He just hadn't known a good thing when he had it. Stoney had had the right idea. The bag coming off spoiled everything. With it on, it was sort of like balling the lone hippo or some such thing. But with the bag off, you were absolutely certain what you were getting. And it wasn't pretty. Even closing his eyes hadn't helped. He found that the ugliness of that face had branded itself on the back of his eyeballs. He couldn't even imagine the sack back over her head. All he could think about was that puffy, two-painted face with a sort of bad complexion that began at the bone. He'd gotten so disappointed he'd had to fake an orgasm and get off before his hooter shriveled up and his Trojan fell off and was lost in the vacuum. Thinking back on it, Leonard sighed. It would certainly be nice for a change to go with a girl that didn't pull the train or had a hole between her legs looked like a manhole cover ought to be on it. Sometimes he wished he could be like Fardo, who was as happy as if he had good sense. Anything thrilled him. Give him a can of Wolf Brand chili, a big moon pie, Coke, and whiskey, and he could spend the rest of his life fucking big red and lighting the gas out of his asshole. God, but this was no way to live. No women and no fun. Bored, bored, bored. Leonard found himself looking overhead for spaceships and peppermint-colored boredom rays, but he saw only a few moths fluttering drunkly through the beams of the DQ's lights. Lowering his eyes back to the highway and the dog, Leonard had a sudden flash. Why don't we get the chain out of the back, hook it up to Rex there, and take him for a ride? You mean drag his dead ass around, Fardo asked. Leonard nodded. Beat stepping on the tack. Fardo said. They drove the Impala into the middle of the highway at a safe moment and got out for a look. Up close, the mutt was a lot worse. Its innards had been mashed out of its mouth and asshole and it stunk something awful. The dog was wearing a thick metal studded collar and they fastened one end of their 15-foot chain to that and the other to the rear bumper. Bob, the Dairy Queen manager, noticed them through the window, came outside and yelled, what are you fucking morons doing? 
taking this doggy to the vet, Leonard said. We think this son of a bitch looks a Mike Peak. He might have been hit by a car. That's so fucking funny. I'm about to piss myself, Bob said. Old folks have that problem, Leonard said. Leonard got behind the wheel and Fardo climbed in on the passenger side. They maneuvered the car and dog around and out of the path of a tractor trailer truck just in time. As they drove off, Bob screamed after them. I hope you two no dicks wrap that Chevy piece of shit around a goddamn pole. Parts of the dog like crumbs from a flaky loaf of bread came off. A tooth here, some hair there, a string of guts, a dew claw, and some unidentifiable pink stuff. The metal studded collar and chain threw up sparks now and then like fiery crickets. Finally, they hit 75 and the dog was swinging wider and wider on the chain like he was looking for an opportunity to pass. Bardo poured him and Leonard Cokes and whiskey as they drove along. He handed Leonard his paper cup and Leonard knocked it back a lot happier now than he had been a moment ago. Maybe this night was